Turkey is likely to clear the way for Finland to join NATO. Stephen Erlanger Michael M. Grinbaum Eric Schmidt Matthew Pope Big Valerie Hopkins James C. McKinley Jr. Christopher F. Schutz Brussels, Turkey's parliament is expected to ratify Finland's bid to join NATO on Thursday, removing the Nordic nation's last obstacle toward membership and sharply enlarging the alliance's border with Russia. Once the Turkish parliament votes, only paperwork remains, an exchange of letters and the filing of Finland's accession documents, already complete, with the State Department in Washington. The United States serves as the depository of NATO under the alliance's founding treaty. For Finland to join the North Atlantic Treaty Organization after decades of military non-alignment would be a major shift in the balance of power in the region between the West and Russia, adding another alliance member on Russia's border as it fights its war in Ukraine. It would also hand a significant diplomatic and strategic defeat to Russia's president, Vladimir V. Putin, who made it clear before invading Ukraine last year that he intended to block NATO's eastward expansion. After more than a century of struggle with Moscow, Finland decided to apply for NATO membership within weeks of Russia's invasion of Ukraine 13 months ago. Finland's leaders quickly decided that only Article 5, NATO's commitment to collective defense, would give Helsinki the security guarantees it now feels it needs in the face of a newly aggressive neighbor, with which it shares a border of some 830 miles. Finland's membership, which Russia has warned against, is an important enhancement of NATO's own security and ability to deter aggression. It will give NATO access to Finland's strong military, its airspace, ports and sea lanes, and enhance the ability to defend the Baltic nations, the Arctic and Sweden, said Matti Pesu, a security expert with the Finnish Institute of International Affairs. Finland will contribute to allied deterrence and defense and NATO's area of operations will significantly grow, he said, pointing out that NATO's border with Russia will double. But he also noted that Finland is already within range of Russian forces and nuclear missiles based in the Kola Peninsula and St. Petersburg, so Finnish membership won't be a game-changer. Finland and Sweden, its neighbor and close security partner to the West, had hoped to join NATO hand-in-hand. But Sweden's membership application continues to be blocked by both Turkey and Hungary. Accepting a new member into the alliance requires unanimous agreement by all 30 member countries. Hungary approved Finland's bid on Monday, leaving consent from Turkey as the last one needed. While Finnish officials say they will continue to push for rapid accession for Sweden, the Swedes have said that they accept Finland's decision to join alone. Still, it will be some time before Finland and NATO fully integrate their defense plans. Finland must decide, for example, whether it needs or will accept foreign troops or even nuclear weapons on its territory, Mr. Pesa said. National elections are taking place in Finland on Sunday, and final membership may help the effort of Prime Minister Sanna Marin and her Social Democrats to remain in power. The race is tight, with the three largest parties essentially tied in the latest polls. The Russian authorities said on Thursday that they had detained an American journalist, Evan Gershkovich, a Wall Street Journal correspondent based in Moscow, accusing him of espionage. The Federal Security Service, known by its Russian acronym FSB, said in a statement about Mr. Gershkovich that on the instructions of the United States, he was collecting information about one of the enterprises of the Russian military-industrial complex, which constitute a state secret. The FSB is a successor agency to the Soviet-era KGB.
Mr. Gershkovich was detained in Ekaterinburg, a city about 900 miles east of Moscow in the Ural Mountains, according to Russian state-run news outlets, which reported the FSB statement. The Wall Street Journal said in a statement that it vehemently denies the allegations from the FSB and seeks the immediate release of our trusted and dedicated reporter, Evan Gershkovich. We stand in solidarity with Evan and his family. The U.S. Embassy in Moscow did not immediately comment on the report. Mr. Gershkovich has worked for the Journal in Moscow since January 2022 and previously reported in Russia for agents France Presa and for the Moscow Times. Before that, he was a news assistant for the New York Times, based in New York. No Western journalist has been tried on espionage charges in Russia in recent years. The arrest of Mr. Gershkovich represented a significant escalation in Moscow's hostilities toward foreign news organizations, many of which sharply curtailed their activities in Russia last year after harsh new laws in effect outlawed some forms of independent reporting after the invasion of Ukraine. Several Western outlets temporarily removed their reporters from Russia in March 2022, citing the risk of prosecution for standard forms of news gathering. Since then, correspondents from some Western news organizations have continued to report out of Russia, albeit in smaller numbers than in previous years. Mr. Gershkovich faces up to 20 years in prison under Russia's criminal code. Espionage trials in Russia can take months and are typically conducted in secret. Acquittals are virtually unheard of. In past espionage cases, after a guilty verdict, Russia has sought an exchange for a Russian spy held in the West. In 2019, in exchange for two convicted Russian spies in Lithuania, Moscow freed a Norwegian man who had been held for 23 months on accusations of espionage. The detention of Brittany Griner, an American WNBA star, on a minor drug charge in March 2022 set off a months-long negotiation between Moscow and Washington for her release, culminating in a prisoner swap that freed a Russian arms dealer from U.S. custody. American officials have also pushed for the release of Paul Whelan, a former Marine who has been held since 2018 and sentenced to 16 years in Russian prison for what the United States considers shem espionage charges. While Moscow is already cracking down on press freedom in the years leading up to the invasion of Ukraine, foreign correspondents continued to receive accreditation from the Russian Foreign Ministry and were generally able to operate freely. The journal recently named a new top editor, Emma Tucker, who now faces one of the most daunting challenges of a long career. In 2014, as deputy editor of the Times of London, Ms. Tucker was closely involved in an episode involving two of the British newspaper's correspondents who had been kidnapped and detained in Syria. One of the journalists, Anthony Lloyd, was shot twice in the leg and the other, the photographer Jack Hill, was beaten up before the men were able to escape. The State of the War Zaporizhia Nuclear Plant the former director of the facility provided a harrowing account of abuse of Ukrainian workers and careless practices by the Russians who took control of the plant. Refusing to leave home In the battered town of Avdiivka, as in Bakhmut and other devastated places on the front lines in Ukraine, most residents left long ago, but there are holdouts. Restoring a giant plane
Ukraine plans to rebuild the colossal Maria cargo plane, a symbol of pride that was destroyed in the first days of the war. But critics say there are far more pressing needs. Finland's ascension to NATO would add one of Western Europe's most potent wartime militaries to the alliance as well as intelligence and border surveillance abilities tailored over decades to the threat posed by Russia, U.S. officials said. The number of active-duty military personnel in Finland's defense forces is a modest 23,000 troops, but its wartime strength can grow quickly to 280,000 forces because of an extensive conscription system that can mobilize up to nearly 1 million troops. That system is the result of a deep-rooted focus on security in a country that shares more than 800 miles of border with Russia and was twice invaded by its larger neighbor in the 20th century. Geographically, their addition to the alliance adds a huge, difficult-to-defend border that complicates Putin's calculus, James G. Stavridis, a retired four-star American admiral and former top NATO military commander, said in an email, referring to President Vladimir V. Putin of Russia. A huge plus for NATO. Finland's artillery forces, for instance, are the largest and best equipped in Western Europe, with some 1,500 artillery weapons, including 700 howitzer guns, 700 heavy mortar and 100 rocket launcher systems, according to an analysis by the Wilson Center, a research organization. A major designer of icebreaker ships, Finland will also play a significant role conducting maritime operations in the increasingly contested Arctic region, officials said. Finland, long known for such insistent non-alignment that Finlandization became synonymous with neutrality, signaled that Russia's threat to invade Ukraine last February could change the minds of most Finns. Besides a long border, Finland shares a complicated, violent history with Russia. The Finns fended off a Soviet invasion in 1939-40 in what is known as the Winter War. The Finns eventually lost, relinquished some territory and agreed to remain formally neutral throughout the Cold War. But their ability to temporarily hold off the Soviet Union became a point of Finnish pride. After the collapse of the Soviet Union, Finland moved to join the European Union in 1992, becoming a member in 1995, while remaining militarily non-aligned and maintaining working relations with Moscow. Finland joined NATO's Partnership for Peace program along with Sweden in 1994 and moved ever closer to the alliance without joining it. Until now. The declaration by Finland's leaders last year that they would join NATO, with expectations that neighboring Sweden would soon do the same, quickly reshaped the potential strategic balance in Europe that had prevailed for decades. Public opinion in the country shifted significantly after Russia invaded Ukraine. Within months, nearly 80% of Finland's citizens expressed support for joining NATO, compared with some 20% before the war. It was also an example of how Mr. Putin's war aims have backfired. Instead of weakening NATO, the Russian leader has united the alliance and prompted a new expansion on Russia's doorstep. KYIV, Ukraine, Russia and Ukraine are ramping up their military forces in southern Ukraine amid signs fighting may soon escalate, a UN official said on Wednesday, warning that the buildup has further imperiled security at the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant, the largest in Europe. The situation is not improving, the head of the UN's nuclear agency, Rafael Mariano Grossi, said, after navigating the front lines to visit the plant on Wednesday. 
It is obvious that military activity is increasing in this whole region, so every possible measure and precaution should be taken so that the plant is not attacked and can be protected. His comments come just hours after, explosions shook Melitopol, a city occupied by Russian forces in the same region as the power plant. Some Ukrainian officials have identified the city as a target for an expected counteroffensive this spring, when Kyiv is likely to push to reclaim land lost to Moscow after its full-scale invasion 13 months ago. Mr. Grossi, the Director General of the International Atomic Energy Agency, crossed the front line on Wednesday from Ukrainian-controlled area into territory controlled by Russian forces to reach the nuclear complex. Russia seized the complex more than a year ago and stationed artillery there to shell nearby towns. For months, Mr. Grossi has been warning that the shelling around the plant, some of which has hit critical equipment, could lead to a catastrophic nuclear accident. He said in an interview on Tuesday that the situation had no precedent in the history of civilian nuclear power, and in a news conference at the plant on Wednesday, he voiced fresh concerns. He said that there was open talk about offensives and counteroffensives, but gave no further details about the force buildup. The nuclear complex lies on the eastern bank of the Dnipro River, behind Russian lines. Ukrainian forces are stationed on the western shore of the river across from the plant, and they also hold ground on the east side of the river about 36 miles from the complex. Ukraine's military leaders have remained secretive about where they will strike in the expected spring counteroffensive, which would be bolstered by an influx of military aid from the United States and other allies. The Donbass region of eastern Ukraine is also viewed as a possible location. A Ukrainian counterattack would aim to turn the tables on an offensive launched in the east by Moscow this year. That offensive has set off savage fighting around the city of Bakhmut in Donetsk region, part of the Donbass, and in other towns along the front line. Russian gains have been extremely limited. But the Zaporizhia region also presents an inviting target for the government in Kyiv. Ukrainian forces might seek to push south toward Melitopol and the coast of the Sea of Azov, hoping to cut in half a ribbon of Russian-occupied land connecting Crimea to eastern Ukraine. Doing so would thwart one of the Kremlin's military objectives, which was to seize territory along Ukraine's coast to create a land bridge between the two areas where it has held territory since 2014. No to war, she had written underneath. In an example of the current level of censorship in Russia, both father and daughter were taken in for questioning the next day. They were also questioned by the Federal Security Services, or FSB, the primary successor to the Soviet's fearsome KGB. A European Union spokesman on Wednesday condemned the trial and the legal procedure against Mr. Moskaliov. The two-year sentence and the placement of Masha in an orphanage was a total disgrace, the spokesman, Peter Stano, tweeted. Russia should respect its own constitution and INTL obligations instead of punishing kids and parents for political reasons. Mr. Stano had previously referred the case as demonstrating Stalinist-like repression that showed another layer of the inhumanity of the Kremlin regime. In her letter, Masha also sought to remind her father of her confidence in his innocence. I love you so much and you should know that you did nothing wrong, she wrote. I'll always be on your side and I believe everything you do is right. When you're feeling bad or anxious, I feel sick and bad too. I believe that things are going to be fine and that we'll be together someday. 
I hope for the best and love you so much. Memorial, one of Russia's oldest and most prominent rights groups, which has also come under pressure from the Kremlin, said it considered Mr. Muskaliov a political prisoner. The criminal prosecution of Muskaliov is motivated by his political views and is aimed at the involuntary termination of civil activity of critics of the authorities and intimidation of the society as a whole, Memorial said in a statement on Tuesday that referred to his daughter by her official name rather than her nickname. As a result, the right of his minor daughter Maria Moskalyova to live with her family has been violated. In the letter, Masha said she admired her father. I am proud, she wrote. Yes, Dad, I can say that I am proud of my father. A dignified, smart, handsome, unyielding man who loves his daughter so much. Oil was on the agenda during Mr. Patrushev's visit. He was accompanied by Igor Sekin, the chairman of the state-controlled oil company Rosneft. Mr. Sekin signed an agreement with the chairman of Indian Oil Corporation, the country's biggest government-owned refiner, that would increase its supplies and diversify the grades of oil being exported, Rosneft said in a statement. India's oil and gas minister, Hardeep S. Puri, attended the signing, the statement said. A parliamentary finance panel in Germany passed a spending bill on Wednesday that includes 8 billion euros of long-term military aid to Ukraine to be spent over the next decade for weapons, munitions and supplies to help the country defend itself against the Russian invasion in the longer term. Boris Pistorius, Germany's defense minister, called the aid package, which comes to about $8.67 billion, a very, very important step to show how serious we are about our long-term commitment to Ukraine in their fight against Putin. Germany has already delivered or pledged roughly 4.4 billion euros in aid, more than any other country in the European Union. Another part of the spending approved by the committee on Wednesday, roughly 4 billion euros, will allow Germany's military to restock the weapons it has already sent to Ukraine. The funds will be used to replace the armored howitzers, armored air defense units, huge amounts of ammunition and, most recently, battle tanks, which the defense ministry will be able to purchase this year. On Monday, the government delivered the 18 Leopard 2 battle tanks that it had committed to donating after months of dithering on whether to export Western battle tanks to Ukraine. The financing comes on top of a special fund of 100 billion euros that Chancellor Olaf Scholz committed to modernize the German armed forces in the immediate aftermath of Russia's invasion of Ukraine last year.